0: Hi, this is Dion Begg from Butler Mortgage. We're currently ranked the number one mortgage brokerage in Ontario and number two in Canada. And much of our success is due to the fact that we help clients acquire multiple investment properties. If you'd like to talk with a mortgage advisor who specializes in investment property, you can reach me at 888-684-8326. To learn more about what's going on in the world of investment property financing, check out episode 23 of the Breakthrough Podcast, where I discuss the topic with Robin Sandy.
1: Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, Episode Fifty Six.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We put this show together to inspire you and help you break through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. My name is Rob Brake, and here with me again, Sandy McKay. How's it going, Sandy?
1: I'm going fantastic, man. Happy to be here. What's new? Again, what's new? <laughs> not too much. I think I had a lot of new stuff before our last episode. So at this time, kind of just been relaxing.
0: <laughs> relaxing. I know you haven't been relaxing.
1: <laughs> well, working hard a bit, but relaxing, not uh, traveling the world anymore. Kind of hanging around uh, and getting some real work done
0: they come to realize that even if the body's relaxing that doesn't necessarily give you the relaxation that you need because at least for me anyways man I it's hard to turn the mind mm. off you know so I find that's uh, pretty exhausting as well and we were talking before the show and you you haven't you're you're not relaxing so <laughs> I know always going but that's good but nothing new to speak of. Oh, Not okay. really?
1: Nothing, nothing overly exciting. I think maybe we'll save some <laughs> good stuff for the next episode. Oh, one thing I was, one thing I was looking at doing. Maybe I'll just throw it out there quickly now. is we're looking at doing another? Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, this episode won't even be out by the time we do it, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I was going to go out a date for another event, but it's only like okay. three weeks away, so I think I think we'll be past it.
0: Well, this is a reminder, there I guess, go. to sign up for our email list so that you'll you'll yeah so that you'll be aware of things, and even if we mention them on the show and it's too late. You'll know to contact us and see what's going on for maybe uh, upcoming months.
1: Yeah, for sure. Just go on our website, breakthrougharaypodcast.ca, and jump on our email list. You get a free report there. Seven free market rates you can trigger on your property starting right now, and you get access to all of our uh, recordings, all of our podcasts, and, of course, updates on what we're doing and what events we have coming up. And you can also just shoot us an email, right? You can also shoot us an email, info at ca. If you can't find that link anywhere on the site or you're having trouble figuring it out, just shoot us a quick email and say you want to be on our list.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, anyone that's heard the show a few times should be able to remember that email. But again, it's info at breakthroughreipodcast.ca. And you got to get yourself access to that. I think I'm the only one that sees them when they come in. and Then I forward everything to you anyway. But
1: yeah, we'll have to work on that on the back end. Or maybe you could just keep doing it and like, I don't have to worry about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, either way, if that's we got true. it set up. Yeah. yeah. So what else do we got to talk about? You know, we have. Well, everyone should go and rate and review the show on iTunes, of course. That's always a great way for us to get out there and reach more people. We still have, I'm not sure, I think this was the same number as last time, but there is one new review. I don't know. Maybe they don't go up above 99. But anyway, we've got 99 reviews on iTunes. 92 of them are five stars. And we have one since the last time we put out a show. So I am going to read that to you. Do you guys want to hear that?
1: As long as it's a good one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a five star. Hey, Derek's. Derek's waiting private, quietly in the background there. We
1: didn't mention did we?
0: No, we didn't mention him yet. So, also, we've got our interview coming up with Derek Smits, who's waiting patiently behind the scenes, and I know he wants to hear this review.
2: Definitely.
0: Yeah, because that's the one thing he told me is he loves when I read the reviews. <laughs> okay, so here it is anyways. It's from Dave Kemp, and he says, Much-needed direction. Five stars. A friend of mine bought an investment property in Huntsville, Ontario, and that got my gears turning as well, but I needed more information. When I found this podcast, I was hooked. It is great for my 30-minute commute to work. I'm looking forward to reaching out to you guys as well as some of your guests. I live in Muskoka area, and I would love to hear from some investors out that way. Thanks for all the info. Dave. And again, that was five stars, and we really appreciate these, so keep them coming, please. We had an explosion of of ratings and reviews a little while ago, and so I'd like to see a few more. So everyone, you know, just pop over to iTunes and uh, tell us what you think.
1: And I think too, uh, as well, is those something like what he just said, you'd love to hear some, some hosts or some not hosts, some guests up around Muskoka in that area. If you have anything else you want to hear on the show, something you haven't learned or you're looking to learn, I uh, just throw it out there and we'll do our best to bring somebody, somebody on to talk about it. Uh, we just did the uh, vacation rentals, right? And we haven't talked about that before. That was, that was because somebody asked for it. So. Whatever you want to hear, whatever you want to learn, throw it out there and we'll bring our guest on and we'll go over it.
0: Well, coincidentally as well, more to this guy's point too, this Dave Kemp, I grew up in Muskoka and been talking to some people up there that are doing investing in real estate. So if you want to reach out to me, info at Breakthrough REI Podcast, maybe we can hook you up with some of those guys from up there. So yeah, just reach out to me and I'd love to help you. So I guess that's about it, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Want to get into it?
0: Sure, let's do it. I mean, Derek's just waiting patiently back there. So, I mean, I think it's about time we pass the spotlight over to him.
1: Okay, sounds great. Sounds great. Well, let me read a little intro here on Derek and then we'll uh, get into some questions and see what he's got to say for us today. So Derek's an active investor building wealth through real estate. And after years of having just the one investment property, he decided to ramp up his portfolio uh, just in 2016, buying into uh, multi-unit residential housing, uh, flips and rent-to-owns. And he identified that strategically investing in duplexes in the Durham region area was the best and safest way to create positive cash flow and passive wealth for himself. And from endless offers on the MOS private and private sales, he's always looking for profitable investment opportunities to, to grow the portfolio. So welcome again, yeah. Derek, to the show. We're happy to have you. Anything I missed out on that intro there? Great intro, Sandy.
0: Okay, cool. Derek, you got your hands in pretty much every kind of investing strategy there.
2: Well, I don't want to miss anything. And I definitely think it's best to try everything, uh, find your niche, and make the best out of it.
0: Yeah, you just keep going. So I guess, first off, you want to tell us a little bit about how you got started in real estate investing. I know in that intro, Sandy said you had one that you just sort of sat on for years, and then it's the same as me. The same story, I believe, similar anyways, is that you know you have one rental for, I had mine I think for eight or ten years before I decided to that it was a great idea to go out looking for some other ones. So how did you get started?
2: Yeah, same thing. I am from Sudbury and I got a great job offer right out of college. So I moved to Pickering, found a basement apartment and... Definitely realized that I didn't want to stay there that long. I only lasted three months. It was extremely dark. It didn't have a lot of natural light. So I realized right away that this wasn't the place for me. But my cousin had a basement rental apartment. So I moved in there and I thought what a great idea to be able to have your own home and have someone else pay for your mortgage. So it got me thinking and pretty quickly by the age of 23, I bought my first property, which was a legal duplex. And at that point there, I enjoyed it and had it rented, never missed a day. And I've had it for over eight years now. It was a great way to get into real estate. And then I ended up same thing as you, Rob. It took me a while but I ended up building a lot of equity in that property and realizing that it was such a great investment and there was so much more potential out there to buy some more properties. So once I had saved some more money, built up some more equity, and then this all happened. And with basically the last year, I bought ten other properties. Ten. Yeah.
0: Amazing. So that and they're all like a mix of what rent to owns. Yeah. You said you like duplexes best.
2: Yeah, duplexes. have nine of those. Uh, I do have five with JV partners. I have one triplex with a JV partner, four duplexes on my own, one single family home, two flips on the way, and one RTL. And you've done a couple flips as well. Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, Again, this is all new to me. I did my first flip in 2016 and it was a great experience, learned a lot, made some great money and was able to move on with uh, a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience and the will to keep going and keep doing it.
0: That's awesome. That's the kind of stories that we like to hear. And it's funny because all of a sudden a light bulb goes off and you just take this massive action and it sounds like you haven't slowed down to take a breather in the last year at all.
2: No, not at all. I I love it. I love real estate. I love everything that it has to offer. I find there's so many options in real estate. It's such a great network of people, of knowledge, of experience, of challenges. Just educating yourself in general, dealing with everything from lawyers to contracts to organizing a team to building a team. I love everything about it.
0: Aside from the fun aspect, I guess, which is sort of what you were describing there, if you can align everything up and get those teams and everything, but that's part of the fun is building them as well. But aside from that, as an investment, purely as a, a wealth-building financial investment, what is it that you like about real estate investing?
2: I think it's the key to financial freedom. When I started real estate investing, I was, and I still am, have a J-O-V, uh, just in the rat race, basically. And I found that If I don't do something different, I'm gonna be like everybody else here that is older, that is still working, that... And it wasn't a passion for me. I, found it, I think real estate's my passion. I definitely found my passion. And I could see such a great way to build wealth and big wealth and quickly, definitely with the economy that we're in and the market that we're in. It's, it's like a snowball effect. It just keeps growing. And that, you know, if you pick the right properties, well, you'll win every time. You've know, you got to make sure you, you win right from the get-go, right from the buy. You want to be ahead of the game and make sure you bought it under value. Awesome. That's some good advice.
1: Eric, yeah, I'm curious, what was it? Was there like a, something that triggered you to jump in like this? Because it, it's not totally uncommon, but it's still I think it's a little bit unique to jump in after only having one and like all of a sudden a year or a little over a year later, you got 10, 10 extra ones. Like what was it that made you jump in like that?
2: Yeah, well, it was basically listening to like podcasts, going to meetups, actually meeting other people that were doing it and seeing them succeed at such a great success. And then seeing other people that have 5, 10, 20 properties and then just getting to know them, talking to them, learning their strategies, finding out how they did it, you know, finding the right mentor and just I could see them doing it. And I said, well, there's no reason why I can't do it. So why not try it? And then again, I found a team, found the right people and It was hard at first, you know, I just had a hard time to pull that trigger. But once I started buying the properties, it was so much easier and and especially having the right people around you and the support that I have, even with my wife, it's been uh, such a great experience.
1: And was it, did you start doing them on your own or did you start getting into the joint ventures right away?
2: Right off the bat, yeah, I started with joint ventures. Really? Yeah, I thought I could learn a lot from them. They they had a lot more properties under their belt, and I did learn a lot from them. So they were able to give me that. You know, sometimes you just need that encouragement that, don't worry, we got this. You know, have the confidence, go for it. And they were right. You know, we started buying a lot more. I started buying some more on my own also and with my wife. And, uh, yeah, they definitely helped me to, to grow, that's for sure, and especially at a great rate.
0: So that's interesting because most of the time, like when people are listening to this show and they hear about joint ventures, like that's because they want to find a joint venture partner who will put up the capital, who will qualify for the mortgage, that kind of thing. But what you're talking about, there was more of like a 50-50 split on the entire deal, let's say, or something similar to that, I'm guessing, right? Because if you're starting out, you didn't really have any knowledge to pass on you are more saying hey if I can be part of this deal then I can learn
2: Yeah, basically we were doing a lot of tours and they would see me around and they knew I was really interested and motivated to buy some properties and grow my portfolio. So they said, hey, listen, let's team up, you know, we'll do 50-50 like you were saying, Rob, and let's keep buying. Let's take turns, put them in different people's names, different people get different financing. So at that point there, you're able to get a lot more properties. Plus you have a lot more eyes looking out there, looking for deals. You know, I was able to find a couple of private deals. My other G V partners were able to find a couple of private deals and we bought a lot on MLS also. So it was a win win for us.
0: Good, good. I like that. I like that. So that's more a more tangible way for somebody with little experience to get into it and, and still not have to come up with the entire I guess weight on their shoulders.
2: Yeah, exactly. They had a lot to offer and I had a lot of learning to do and a lot to offer at the end.
1: Perfect. Cool. What's your favorite investment strategy
2: and why? I love the Burr strategy. Buy, renovate, rent, refi, duplexes, and multifamily homes at cash flow. I definitely look, all my properties have the cash flow. Going forward, I definitely, I do love the fact of just the turnkey, already legal, multifamily home. The bigger, the better, I think, going forward, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, go for it. Sorry.
0: I was just going to ask if you would describe what you mean by the well, we we call it BFRR, but by what did you what did you call it?
2: er strategy: buy, renovate, renovate, rent, not buy. fix. Yeah.
0: Ah, renovate. Well, I guess that makes more sense.
1: Kind
2: yeah, of does, actually. Yeah. That.
0: Either way, <laughs> either way, it's the same thing. Do you want to describe what you mean by that, Derek?
2: Okay, so yeah, I find a property. I make sure obviously it's a good deal. I, you know, I don't buy any property. I try to find something that I would live in. You know, up and coming, growing area. And at that point, there, I'm just able to buy it and. Renovate it. Usually they're usually they're single-family homes, bungalows and whatnot, with a separate entrance. And then I'm able to. And usually they're like your grandma bungalows, so they're built in the 1960s. What I do is I, I find the right deal, I find the good deal, I purchase it, I renovate it completely. I go through the city, I get permits, everything. But I also want to make it legal, so I need a second suite in the basement which makes it at that point they're an income property. And well, usually the basements are are empty at the time or they they need to be totally gutted and re-renovated into something new, more modern, something that's legal, that's safe, that passes the fire safeties and whatnot, depending on your municipality. And at that point there, once I'm done all the renovations, I'm able to refi the majority of my money or sometimes all my money back And then basically I purchased that home with zero my own money or my investor's money. I was able to do it all through the refi system. And as I was saying, going forward, like I even got just recently, I bought two semis that were already legal duplexes. And I was able to refi all my money back from the purchase, which was amazing and such a great deal. So that's why I almost prefer deals like that. But they don't come all the time. But it definitely made it (laughs) easier. Yeah,
0: that sounds like a good one. I like those too. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying, though, is you got them at, you they were undervalued so much when you bought them that you didn't do any work on them. Is that what you're saying?
2: Exactly. I came up with my down. I found this deal privately. It was a home run from the start. So I purchased it, put my 20% down, bought both semi, side by side, legal duplexes. And what I did was I told the bank my mortgage broker, that I said, don't just appraise this property normally. Appraise it as a refi because a lot of times they'll just go by, okay, you purchased it for $400,000, you know, we will get an appraisal, and usually the appraisal comes into exactly what you purchased it for. It makes the appraiser's life a lot easier. But I told them specifically, I want to refi this right from the start. Let them know, appraiser know if you could put a note that this will be refied right on the purchase. And I was able to get all my money back and then some. So it was a great feeling to be able to buy these two properties and have no money invested.
0: That is really really interesting. Fantastic. So that, that that's a that's the best strategy that I can think of. <laughs> Flip to yourself and have no money in. That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Congratulations on that one.
2: Yeah, thanks.
0: They don't, those don't, don't that doesn't come around too often I wouldn't imagine though.
2: No, but like uh, like I said, if you're out there, if you're looking hard, if you keep trying, if you keep swinging that bat sooner or later, you're going to get those home runs. And you start to know your market, and you start to know where to find deals, how to find deals. And it's just taking action, you know, just putting one step forward and keep trying. And just take your time, but you will find deals out there. There's always deals. It doesn't matter what market we're in. If you're in a low market, high market, an even market, there's always deals out there. There's always potential. There's always a way you can buy real estate. Perfect. Uh,
1: so, Derek, what were some challenges you faced while starting out? Some of the biggest challenges, and how did you overcome them?
2: I had one of the biggest challenges I found was having the confidence of doing it on my own, like basically taking action. And I remember the first private deal I found, I was meeting up with the owners and I had no idea even how to fill out the purchase agreement or how to fill it out or if I was going to miss something and I started getting all nervous about it. And, you know, basically it was a battle against myself, you know, saying, hey, don't worry, you know, you got this, you could do this, you might make mistakes, but you're going to learn throughout the way. And the only way you could learn is by doing, you know, I, I do read a lot, I study a lot, but I find the best way to learn is to actually be doing it or just try it and see what happens. You know, I also found that finding funding was hard, but by finding JV partners, I was able to buy more properties. And also finding private lenders. Again, sometimes it's just as easy as asking around, ask the right questions, finding the right team. At first, my like first real estate agent wasn't an investor real estate agent, so that made a big difference too. If you build the right people around you, it makes life a lot easier. If they know what your goals are, And if they are investors themselves, it makes it a lot easier.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because I know what I've heard from other people too, especially is unless you find, well, let's talk about agents, let's say, unless you find an investor-focused real estate agent, it's really hard for them to understand what you're doing and why you want to do it and maybe not get it and at the same time be showing you, they're not familiar with the process of what you're doing so they're going to show you properties that don't work for that so it is important just that one right there is important to as one member of your team anyways and then there's those same reasons for every other person that's on your team the mortgage broker to understand what you're doing to be able to say to you this is how you want to set yourself up so that you can continue to move forward. With your goals, not oh, you've bought one already. Sorry, you're you're out of luck with us. So yeah, Derek, that's great. I I agree with all of that, obviously.
2: Yeah, and the other thing was I'm a really easygoing guy. So going forward, I net I I realize that this is a business, and that's how I treat all my properties and all my tenants. And actually, now I tell them that I'm not even the owner anymore. I just say I'm the property manager. Good idea. I, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and I find like at first I was just too nice, too easy. You know, if they're a day late in rent or two or three, I was kind of easy going. And, you know, I I found that it's a lot easier to just set your expectations. You know, do your proper paperwork from day one. If they're late, even on the first day, even if you don't think it makes sense, give them the end for, even if they've been there forever, you got to cover yourself. At the end of the day, it's a business. you got to respect it as a business. And I found that putting myself you know, having that buffer between the tenants and calling myself the property manager and not the owner, I find that I have a lot more, a lot more leeway. I find that they tell me a lot more. I find it's definitely an advantage.
0: Hmm. So then they just hate the property manager and not the owner.
2: Yeah. So I, is that how, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you know, I, I always tell them, oh, i I'll let Tony know and but you know what I mean I says, Tony he's pretty strict and he's got he won't, <laughs> expect, he won't accept that but I'll I'll try to ask him for it I'll I'll, I'll make it seem like I'm the nice guy but really <laughs> Right.
0: Well, I mean and like you said it's not like you're not a nice guy regardless right? It's just that you have to run things that way because it is a business.
2: Yeah, exactly. I had my first property I I purchased, I inherited the tenants and, like, you know, the backyard was just a disaster. And I was just like, you know, there's there's stuff everywhere. There's fridges everywhere. Like, it was disgusting. I said, <laughs> you know what? It can't be like this. Either change your rules or change the way you're living here or you're going to have to move out. Like, I'm not going to accept this. And it was, it was funny. I even uh, once I came back home after a weekend at the cottage and there was a small burial in the middle of my backyard with a cross on it. And I started, like, laughing. I thought it was one of my buddies playing a joke. I'm like, oh, my God, as if somebody would take the time to do this. And, but anyways, I went up to the to the, to the the cross, and it said to the best cat ever, you know, and it, basically the tenant dug a little grave in the middle of my yard for the cat. And I was like, and this is the one I inherited. Obviously, I didn't pick this tenant. But, yeah, I knocked on the door. I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, sorry, I couldn't afford to, to bring it to the vet or whatnot, I'm like, well, it's not staying in my yard, you know, you got to get this out of there. So sure enough, she got it out of there. But yeah, I find like staying on top of your tenants, doing your inspections, being organized. The other challenges I had was contractors. I find like some were, some were good, some weren't good, some were good at something, some weren't good at other things. You know, a lot of times it was sometimes my fault, not just being organized not having the material there for them at all times, you know, making them accountable for everything and keeping, you know, a log of where they are, where we're going, what our plan is, deadlines, uh, whatnot. But again, just by doing it and trying it is the best way to learn. And you, you tend to build your own system and plan and you just keep getting better at it.
0: Yeah. You wouldn't know what the timeline was unless you've done it a few times. Exactly. right? So, You almost just answered the question there, I guess, or at least part of it, but what types of systems do you use in your business then to be more effective in that way?
2: Yeah, just having a team makes the biggest difference. Being around the right people, they say like you're the average of the five people that you hang out with, so I kind of changed the people I hung out with because I wanted to uh, learn more about real estate and be around more real estate-motivated people. Organizations key having the right people that are basically on your team and know where you want to go is very important. I study my market. I know my numbers. Obviously, always think big, think positive. Having the financing or an investor ready is also very important.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So how how would you have an investor ready? How would you go about doing that?
2: So yeah, basically I just go through I get them ready, I tell them what my plan is, I tell them that I you know, if I find the right property and if you're interested, I'll let I'll let them know, but I let I let them know that they definitely need to be ready. They need to have their financing ready, they need to be willing to take a step and take action and they could either become the homeowner of a rental property or just an investor with great returns.
0: Oh, it's nice to have somebody lined up like that. And now I, it's probably not too hard for you. With the experience that you've put under your belt in the last, whatever, year and a half or two years, people are are looking to you uh, get guidance for themselves now.
2: Exactly. And I love to help people. I love real estate. I love everything about it. I love rental properties. I love the cash flow. So I, I love teaching people about it. It just gets me really excited. I love that explain it to other people how they can build great wealth.
0: Do you have a piece of advice that you would give someone that's just starting out?
2: Yeah, definitely. uh, Definitely a great question. It's definitely do some homework, choose the right people and just get into real estate. You don't have to flip a house or have a rental property, but I believe everyone should have some real estate in their investment portfolio. You definitely won't regret it. Find the right people that are in real estate, work with them and learn from them. Don't take the first tenant that comes through your rental property, pick the right tenant. And you'll notice that by once you're involved in picking tenants that, you know, the first one I had was, I chose one once, one of my first tenants was the first one that came with money. And that's the worst. Thing you, could do. Right. you know, don't be desperate, mm-hmm. take your time, treat it as a business, treat it as like you're, you're basically hiring somebody to, work for your company is what I try to do. So I make sure that it's the right person for the right property. You want to make sure they take your property and turn it into their home and that they're the right people. You know, there's some people that just definitely can't afford it or it's just not the right fit for them. So I definitely recommend don't (laughs) pick the first tenant or, or, you know, make sure you do some homework, do some due diligence, do your background checks. Don't be scared to call their previous a landlord, or don't be scared to call their their work, or ask for a credit check. You don't don't be scared to ask questions, and that's the only way you'll learn is by asking people questions about themselves or about other things that you want to learn or whatnot. I find it's easier to just ask them if they have pets than saying no pets in your posting or your advertisement. And also, I want to let people know that when they find a home run, swing for it. You know, like if you find a good deal and you think it's a good deal, take action. And like I said, if you're buying a cash flow property, you can't lose. And especially long term, it's a long term wealth. It's long term growth. It might fluctuate. But at the end of the day, if you look for properties that it's like a three way win, there's mortgage pay down, there's appreciation and there's cash flow. You can't count on all three all the time. But even if just one's working, you're still way ahead of the game.
0: Well, and another thing, too, is Derek, can you look back and say, is there any of your properties that you wish that you hadn't bought?
2: No, the only thing is there's there's properties that I wish I did, but there's no point of going on the past, obviously. But, yeah, they've
0: always been a win-win scenario. I also like – I didn't mean – I keep interrupting people today. (laughs) But I was just going to say, like, that's the thing. If you can sit there and look for the perfect deal, but Derek's got, like, 12 whatever, 13 properties under his belt, and he's telling us that he wishes he would have bought more and not let some of them go that he did and doesn't regret any of the ones that he has bought. And some of them are private, some off MLS, you know. So that just – goes to show you that rather than sitting still it's always always more beneficial to take action
2: yeah definitely you know always that's the biggest thing you could do you could uh, the, the best time to buy real estate was 10 years ago and the next best time to buy real estate is now always stay positive i think everybody should continue to learn don't be scared to try things be grateful, but don't be scared to, like, once you experience it, you'll learn from your mistakes or you'll learn how to be better at it.
1: Uh, Derek, you do a lot of uh, joint venture partnerships.
2: In your partnerships and areas,
1: what are you looking for typically in a partner now? And who, like, who would be your ideal partner?
2: Well, Sandy, I'm looking for two types of people. Someone with lots of knowledge in real estate that want to grow their portfolio, that are driven people. And I'm also looking for the new investors that want to get into real estate. They need to have some funding that, and that they want to make grow at a greater pace than your typical bank investment. Just looking for honest people to grow long-term wealth with through real estate. Cool. So
1: um, anybody who who is interested in that and in maybe needing a little bit of help to take that action, obviously uh, we've got a, a real heavy hitter here who loves taking action. He can help guide you through the process. So if anyone is listening and interested, uh, definitely feel free to reach out to Derek. We'll talk about his... His contact info in a little bit. Now, what, what kind of value do you add then to a partnership? What do you bring to the table in that sort of scenario?
2: I'm constantly learning. I keep on taking courses. Real estate is such a big, big area of learning. It's, it's never ending. There's so many branches to this, to this career, basically. So I, I keep learning. I keep reading. I keep educating myself. I, I constantly take courses. I just recently took a course two weeks ago. I have a team, I have a great network of people, you know, I'm very motivated, I'm very blessed in the area I live in right now, which is the Durham area, the outskirts of the GTA. It's one of the greatest areas to invest in in the world, with one of the highest returns in the last three years. And I know this area in the market very well.
0: Uh, and, and I mean, you've done a bunch of renovations as well, so you've got all kinds of experience doing that too.
2: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's. Uh, the renovations are never ending. I find it's—I uh, I finish one and I end up getting two more.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. That's the fun of it. Double the yeah. fun. So, Derek, I think I know the answer, but what? Mo- well, maybe not. What motivates you? What gives you uh, your inspiration and drive every day?
2: Definitely my future and my family. Uh, at this point here, I'm still working for a company and I want to get out of the rat race and start, and start working for myself and become financially free and live life on my terms. I enjoy taking an ugly house or ugly property and making it a beautiful home. Seeing other people succeed in real estate drives me. Real estate in general motivates me. Even for this podcast, I was just up at 5am just excited for my day and excited for this great opportunity to be on your podcast.
0: So you didn't have to get up at five you got up at five because you were too excited about the show well no i
2: had a lot to do on my plate today but uh, <laughs> first thing i thought of like you know jump out of bed just excited to take the day and i I, re- I never felt that way before when i was just working for someone else
0: awesome that's good to hear so i guess with so many under your belt uh, what what is your plan for the next couple of years like where do you see yourself in three years
2: that's a great question rob i uh I purchased 10 properties last year and I plan to continue growing at that rate or better. I see myself as a full-time real estate investor and I'm also trying to 10x my net worth. Is it a
0: three-year plan to get out of your job or how does that one look?
2: Well, it's been going really good lately. It's the, the properties that I accumulated and the uh, cash flow that they're developing. It's The goal is coming to me closer and closer. I just want to make sure that everything's in the right order. I don't want to just jump into everything, but I definitely know this is my passion. I definitely know where I want to go. I know what my goal is, and I know I will achieve it. So it's just a matter of time. And yeah, definitely within three years, I see myself as a full-time real estate investor and continuing to grow in this this great market that we have. That's awesome. You know, it's not overnight, but really
0: it does. Like real estate provides this. I guess, goal, this dream a lot faster than any other investment does. It's amazing that you can even just say, I want to be out of my job, I want to be full time in this investing thing in the next three years, tack on the one and a half or two years that you got, and that's five years. Five years to being able to support yourself through your investments alone is amazing, it's truly amazing. So congratulations on that, Derek. I know you're going to make it there too. So we'll we'll check back in in, in a little bit.
1: Schedule it in 2020?
2: Uh, 2020. 2020. Oh, I like that'll be that. it. I like that. You guys are. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's good. I got a a goal that I definitely have to set and meet now.
0: There you go. Put that in your Google Calendar right now.
2: <laughs> I will.
1: Summer twenty twenty. You got to be. We're going to have you on again. You're going to be like. You're going to be <laughs> jobless in a good way.
0: <laughs> jobless. <laughs>
1: And you're going to be but not, uh, but not homeless. At least 10 times your net worth. Exactly. I think you can probably you could probably double that,
2: but we'll start with that.
0: Uh, Derek, how can people get in touch with you? Uh,
2: they could get a hold of me through email at dsmiths S M I T S, at outlook.com. And they could also give me a call at 905 767
0: 6932. That is awesome. I, I know you're going to get a few phone calls for sure off this one. So be prepared to chat.
2: I am. I definitely
0: am. And I love meeting new people and and talking to new people and, and teaching everything that I know. Awesome. Okay. Well, Sandy, how can pe- What are you, you going to be up to soon? And how can people get in touch with you?
1: Yeah. Uh, best way is through our office nine zero five three zero eight eight three 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 or email info at Network dot com m a c k a y and and also, just a reminder, everyone, to jump on our email list because we are always doing some events, and you know, Rob, you do a lot more, but we do some as well, some of the property tours and things like that around, uh, really, all around the GTA. So we'd love to to send you this information, that and updates on everything we're doing. So reach out to us and get on our email list on our podcast email list, like we mentioned at the start of the show.
0: Yeah, and you know what's really interesting is this strategy that Derek is using, We that's that's really a focus of what we're doing out here. And if you want to be part of the tours that I put on, then please contact me because basically what we're doing is looking for this type of property where you can do what Derek's been doing and add second suites to a basement of a single-family home, or maybe not even the basement all the time, but most of the time that's how it works out. And we're going through all the criteria of what to look for, those those properties that are going to, I guess, be home runs like Derek's hitting. And we'll go through all of the different requirements from the city and fire and ESA and all of the different aspects of putting these kind of deals together. So if you're interested in that, you can reach out to me at uh, rob at mrbreakthrough.ca. And that's just M-R-B-R-E-A-K-D-H dot C-A. And you can reach me as well by phone at 289-927-0464. And as always, Sandy's going to put all that contact info for Derek and himself and I in the show notes. If you missed it, please just go over to our website, breakthroughreipodcast.ca, and you will be able to contact us through there. Again, everybody, thank you for listening. This show has been awesome. Derek, thanks again for coming on. And everybody, have a great night.
2: Thanks again, guys, and thanks for having this great podcast and great opportunity.